Time to kick off another very special edition of Wall of Sound up against the wall. My name is Brownie and I'm your podcast host. This one is all about Big Sound 2019. Now, for those not in the know, Big Sound is a big music junket which takes place in Brisbane's Fortitude Valley every single year. Now, there's over 150 different musicians from all different types of styles who make their way to the Fortitude Valley in Brizzy and showcase their talent for everyone involved. Now, as with every year, we go and check out some of the best, heaviest, hardest and most rocking bands we can come across and we also find ourselves in situations of being in venues checking out bands we never thought we'd see but who would blow us away and that happened with a few of the bands we caught this year you can check out our full rundown and review of the event at wallofsoundau.com which features reviews of showcases like Sly Withers, 100, Low, The Dead Love, Private Function, Teen Jesus and The Gene Teasers and all the bands we have coming up on this very special episode. I got the sit down one-on-one, two-on-two and actually with all of the Loser Boys for a chat about what's coming forward, what the guys have planned and what Big Sound means to them. You'll get to know more about these bands, what they sound like, and their purpose moving forward. So make sure you stick around for that. But right now, I wanted to kick it off with these guys here. I didn't get a chance to have a chat with them. Apparently, they've got some new music on the way soon, and that's when they're going to be doing a bit more talking about the future of what they have to offer. But I have to say, hands down, one of the most strangest and interesting sets of the entire week of Big Sound. The band is called Dreg. They are new metal revivalists, and I've not seen anything like them before. Those of you who have got the chance to see these guys in the past know exactly what I'm talking about. But if not, make sure you put it in your diaries the next time they play a show near you, that you get along and go and check them out. This is their latest single, Return of the Dreg, on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall, the Big Sound Special.
Sound up against the wall, hanging out backstage at Big Sound 2019 with a band that I literally had a 15-year-old girl fangirl scream at when I found out you're on the lineup. Relica from the Central Coast, welcome to Brisbane, you absolute legends. Thank hey, you so much. You we so much. are also 15-year-old girl fans of Wall Sound, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> thank you, Barry. Stop it, stop it. Um, fantastic set you guys did last night. Like This is your first opportunity that you've had the chance to play in Brisbane. How has it differentiated from playing shows in Sydney, the Central Coast like that? So far, it has been really hot. <laughs> really cool, though. Um, I mean, that's... Two completely different, <laughs> two completely different temperatures, but still the same kind of purpose and meaning. Very, very cool. Um, like Big Sound itself is really cool because we get to like everywhere we look, we see artists, we see delegates, we see people we vaguely recognise, like from social media and stuff like that. It's like, oh, I know them, and like oh, I'm gonna go check them out later and everything. It's like it's kind of um the way that Miles put it actually is that it's like the whole city has been infiltrated by music yeah. and it's really awesome to see that like it's like we're in our element here i reckon yeah it's really uh humbling to be part of such a big event i think um you know walking around the city seeing all the posters up it's really cool to look around and say oh yeah i'm i'm playing that festival it's mad because a lot of people especially you know from down where you are or victoria even over in perth they normally would see big sound and think oh yeah it's probably just like a music event that kind of thing but you're not you don't realise how big it is until you get here and you see all of these bands. Like I saw you moshing last night to Freedom of Fear, which is a band who predominantly you wouldn't be put on the same kind of bill for, but, you know, are they a band that you have sort of focused on and, and, and checked out before you got the chance to play with them? Uh, no, I'd actually never heard of them before, but oh, really? they, they put on a great show. Uh, so let's take a look at what we've uh, worked out with you so far. You put out the two EPs, the Even Tide is uh, the latest one, which just blew up. It, it did exceptionally well uh, here in Australia, internationally, as well and on Spotify The Halfway Point and Hangman have both done incredibly insanely well for an upcoming band who's only sort of been in the actual national scene for let's say under two years like you've yeah, been yeah. coming up the ranks as like a local high school band and then to have something like that happen like thousands upon thousands of streams how do you feel about that? We, we thought it was a bit of a fluke to begin with. Uh, I mean, if I'm being honest, like, um, because it started off, the, the streams, they did skyrocket and we played by the book. We went through Collision Course PR, awesome. We hit you guys up, Wall of Sound. Like, we did, we did everything that we could have to make it worthwhile. Um, but then, yeah, they really, they really skyrocketed and we were just waiting for them to plummet again because, you know, it sort of tends to be there's a bit of a heyday and then, you know, it passes on, the, the trend is done. It's a bit topical at the time and then all of a sudden it sort of dies down a bit? Yeah, exactly. That's what we were expecting. But we, we Spotify updates you on your um, your monthly progress, basically, and you, like your monthly like summary, and we are still quite up there. Like We're still getting um, 20,000 monthly listeners and we're just like, we can't believe... Like we're, we're really proud that we've made a product that has withstanded like it has actually lasted for for us like and it's I mean it's good because I think it's a little bit of a testament of the time we put into it it it's lasting that same amount of time for us so it's become really like it's quite special I gotta say yeah um very proud of it and I definitely humbling you know we've had so many people message the page and tell us how much the music's resonated with them which is such an insane thing to hear different countries and everything like that's really cool yeah and um you know as you said uh we spent uh uh, our first year with the Afterlight Cycle sort of coming out of high school, yeah, as a high school band. And, um, you know, to have Eventide come out and have our band sort of come into its own right as a, you know, step out of 
the high school shadow and sort of make something for ourselves. Yeah, it was, it was it's really special. How daunting is it to, to come out of high school fresh and then be playing shows with Seven Dust, Dead Letter Circus? I mean, like, did you ever in your wildest dreams imagine you would be up on stage with an international act in such a short amount of time? No, absolutely not. I mean, it was a bit of a shock, you know, we really, especially this kind of year, you know, the last couple of years since coming out of high school. Yeah, yeah, we've been focusing on trying to play bigger and bigger shows. Um, and it's just, you know, kind of slapped us out of nowhere, you know? Is it one of these situations of you set unrealistic goals and then you achieve them and then you're like, oh, shit, what do we yeah. do next now? It keeps happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Um, we were actually just talking the other day about how we had a meeting in January where we were sort of like, you know, what do we want to achieve this year? And um, a couple of our goals were, one, support a, you know, quote-unquote big, yeah, bigger international act. Which we achieved, and um, we didn't think we were going to. It was sort of like like childhood, sort of like dream, sort of goals that we were setting for ourselves. But you know, we we, we thought we've seen others do it, but we did, we did. We supported an international artist, and then we said, let's play a festival. We're here at Big Sound now. Like I'm really, really happy about that. Um, what was the other one that w- we were talking about? Uh, interstate, which is also yeah, playing, also Big playing Sound. an interstate so show, which is where we're, what we're doing right now. Stone. Mm. I know it's hard to look into the future and also still ride on the success of this EP. But what what's next? Like, what have you got working on now? Are we going to see a follow up album EP? Where are you at? That's a that's a big question. Yeah, look, we're um, we're chipping away at new material. We're really excited with the direction that we're taking. We won't say too much about it yet, but um, oh, come on, tell us everything. Yeah. Give, give, give me the, give me the lyrics it's, of the first uh, song on the new album. <laughs> you, you can't get it. You can't get it out of us. <laughs> um, we're working very much in the vein of Eventide. You know, we we feel like we hit a really nice. Uh, niche that uh, sort of works really, really, really well for us. Uh, the good thing about Eventide was it came really naturally. We weren't trying to replicate a certain style or anything. We were just being us. And the fact that that was so well received uh, makes it really easy for us to want to keep working in that way. And so, you know, we're becoming better songwriters, pushing our limits a little bit. Uh, we're becoming, you know, more theatrical, uh, going down a bit of a more proggy route. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it's really exciting. It's kind of Eventide Part Two, but in a more advanced way. In my yeah. in my eyes, at least, when I like this could belong on Eventide, but it is the next step for yeah, us. Yeah, so it's comfort, but like not just for comfort's sake. I yeah. reckon. Yeah. Now, in terms of styles, we do know that on this EP, you, you've had everything from metal, metalcore, industrial metal. Like, it's a great eclectic array of songs. Prog. R&B. R&B as well, too. Like, so, <laughs> so essentially, like, is this the kind of thing you're going to do on the next release so you cannot be one of those bands who's pigeonholed into a specific category? Is that sort of where you see yourself going? It's a little bit of both, actually. Um, I, I consider it that we've, we've gotten really lucky with the kind of fan base that we've uh, sort of attained through Eventide. Um, it's definitely where we found, like Miles said, our sort of niche. And we do want to kind of stay consistent with the sound that people have, you know, in the last year or so come to love. But we also want to evolve on that and uh, get into something perhaps a bit more, you know, progressive with some new different styles, things like that. Yeah, uh, it works out really well for us because we all, I'd say you could definitely say we're a metal band. Um, Absolutely, know, we, yeah, there's no denying that. You're yeah. definitely not country emo. Yeah, well, no, 100%. Sure well, you could, but you never know in some eyes. Um, you know, throughout high school, we all sort of bonded over metal music. But since then, we've all really branched out in terms of what we listen to. You know, like Shannon, Shannon's all over electronic music. Monique really likes these... Um, uh, really raw, soulful jams. Yeah, you know, um, we all come from really different backgrounds, and I think it uh, it really comes out in the music that we like to make because we don't want to just play metal. Uh, no one of us 
writes music that all of us want to play. And so yeah. it really works out when we all get in the same room and we all sort of let our own inspiration and creativity take hold. It either works or it doesn't. Yeah, sometimes but it really But when it works, doesn't. it really works. Well, I've, I've heard stories of bands who are so young into their careers, like you, who have these creative conflicts when it comes to certain directions that they want to go. Certain members leave and, and it doesn't sort of work out. How do you stop yourselves from being that band who loses members and unfortunately has to sort of take a back step in their career instead of going forward you know I've actually got to say like because of like what Miles is saying because we're all so diverse I think that works in our advantage because it's not like slightly diverse it's not just a slight little nick that's making you think oh I wish we could just go sort of more this direction it's everything coming together and when we're all on four different corners of the earth then there's not really any further apart we can get. That sounds like a really weird way to describe it, but it's kind of making sense to me. Like, the further apart we are in our inspirations, the closer it it brings us together and... The, the harder it would be to tear that apart. So you've got a whole bunch of different elements you can bring into the band that might incorporate to become like some of the songs that you've released, which, you know, start off in one certain way and then take a change for a completely different path and then just it just adds to the whole experience as opposed to something that you're listening to, if that yeah, makes sense. That's right. We have a really interesting dynamic as well, internally speaking, you know. Um, we all bring something different to the band in terms of our influences and things like that. So, yeah, I, I think it works well. You know, we, we are definitely friends first, band second, and I, I think that kind of, uh, yeah, that dynamic really works well for us. And you need to have that absolutely moving forward. All right, so for those who are hearing Relica for the very first time through this interview, we're going to get a song on of your choice, and this is, like, the, the best representation of what you think fans or new fans should listen to when it comes to a Relica song. Here's, here's a funny thing. Let's, let's all go... Three, two, one. Yeah. Together, this is Relica saying the song that you should listen to. Three, two, one. Hangman. Right, okay. So, what did everyone just say? Can we have Hangman, Hangman, Hangman halfway? Yeah, so all the boys going one way, Monique going the other way. I can say, I can agree with Hangman, yeah. All right. All right, well, it's a good thing that we played the halfway point before because right now we are getting on Hangman Relica. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. All the best with the rest of Big Sound and what the rest of the year holds and beyond. Thank you so much, Brownie. You've done so much for us. I'm so happy to be here.
Jeremy and David from Wither, and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. Bloody stoked to have a chat with these guys here for Wall of Sound up against the wall. Wither are back in Brisbane, and uh, this is actually frontman David De La Hoz's second big sound. What's it like second time around being here with a new entity and a new band? <laughs> it's 
Uh, really fun. Um, I was super stoked when we found out that I, because as soon as uh, Bellhaven left a couple of years ago, all we could talk about on the way back was how much we wanted to do it again. Um, and then, yeah, being fortunate enough to do it again myself a couple of years later, like, yeah, very pleased, very happy. And how does it differentiate with the two different bands? I mean, because as we know, Bellhaven's a bit more on the melodic side. Weather comes from the depths of hell and is just a really aggressive kind of band. Is it harder to talk to people because of the difference in styles or is it just like, people know what they're expecting so they're going to come regardless yeah i mean i think uh whether i'm here with Bellhaven or whether i'm here with wither i'm still the same same guy same man um so talking to people is no different and just as enjoyable i guess uh being prepared for the live shows is obviously different the way that i work myself up is very different so um and like i don't know you guys are Oh, well, not you. You came from Tasmania. But, like, the, the, you know, the circle, uh, Bellhaven and, and a lot of the guys from Wither, we all came from the same sort of uh, friendship circle many, many years ago. So, we're, you know, hanging out is much the same and just as enjoyable. And they're all great people, much like Bellhaven. And, except Jeremy. I hate Jeremy. So it's just like, you know, sharing stories and experiences to sort of help each other get through it all. And Jeremy, yeah. in this case, like because David's been here before, do you kind of look to him for guidance of like who to speak to, where to go to, who you should network with and who you shouldn't talk to, that kind of thing? Um, not really. He hasn't really given me that much advice, <laughs> but I haven't really asked for any either. So I've just been cruising around talking to people. I know a few, few, a few people up here as well, so it's good talking to them and then talking to people they know networking I guess. That's essentially what it is so for yourself like what was the intention for you coming to Big Sound for those who might be in bands listening to this thinking they want to apply in future years what's been the benefit of you being here? Well the weather's great. It's amazing <laughs> isn't it I'm sweating and I'm wearing a singlet. No it's just cool to see so many different like styles of music all in like such a small area in Brisbane like it's crazy you just walk up the road and go and see something completely different or even in the same venue last night we would playing after a bunch of punk bands was a bit daunting but turned out all right in the end it was heaps of fun so would you normally get to go and see like a pop act or an r&b act in your own hometown or like because you're from tasmania not much gets down there oh well i've been in melbourne for two years but um tassie was it was a heap of metal in tassie actually but uh, i've heard this yeah, yeah there is a good scene down yeah, there heaps of good musicians but they don't get out of tasmania so um melbourne's good like i like to go and check out um I've got friends that play electronic music. I go and watch them every now and again. But um, it's just a lot easier when the venue next door is playing something cool as well. Yeah, so. yeah. It means you don't have to run down the street. You can jump on a lime scooter exactly. like we've been doing, getting around. <laughs> I haven't so done that yet. But do I'm, it. There's oh, a drag yeah. race happening yeah. on Friday. It's going to be amazing. Oh, <laughs> God, no. Um, weather has just exploded since you put out the first EP or the only EP, Rotten Eye. Uh, Follow-up single, Use Me, is just drawing people in and people are resonating with everything you're doing. The first EP was a concept album. The second single was just a standalone single, no relation, just to sort of show the ferocity. Is this kind of what we're going to see with the future of Weather? You're just going to be doing not so much standalone singles, but no more concept albums? We've, like, we've spoken about it like very, very lightly and very like joshingly. And I don't, I don't, I think at this stage, none of us are really sure whether we'll ever really like continue that Look, honestly, like from my own like creative perspective, I would love to toy with that story a little bit more. But it, we're just vibing it, you know. We're writing at the moment, and it's not really. Um, we haven't really discussed it being uh, conceptual in the sense of like a, a linear story, like yeah, Rod yeah. and I is. Um, 
just yet, but it doesn't mean that we won't. I, I have no idea. We have this yeah. way, you know, way too soon to tell. We just sort of let the ball roll, you know, and let it let it go the way it's going. So um, I can neither confirm nor deny. It's, it's a very long way of saying yeah, that. Yeah, it's long a stupid question. Ask me something else next time, you dickhead. <laughs> uh, well, when it comes to, you know, thinking about concepts or, or, or what you want to do for the future, because you put this out and it's such a, an amazing first release from the band, do, do you feel like you have to top that? Or is it just like, that's its own entity. We'll let that be. Let's try something different, experiment a bit. If people like it, great. If not, then then so be it, whatever. Well, I think the new music's already topped it anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, but honestly, if I were to choose one of the two options you gave me, yeah, definitely the latter. I think we... I've had specific conversations with Jamie about how we want to experiment more. And it's sort of like... It's sort of like... It, uh, almost like risk-taking a little bit, just being like... We, we haven't done this so we don't know whether people are going to vibe it but yeah. we think it's really cool so let's like do this um, so definitely a lot more experimenting rather than being mindful of Rod and I and Use Me or even Nothing to No One and being like we have to be better than that it's like yeah. we're just I don't know for me the, the, uh, I'm just you know lucky to be and glad to be writing heavy jams with these guys. So, like, I'm just happy to do whatever. <laughs> and look, if, if one person listens to it, great. You've resonated with that one person. But luckily for you, like, this streams on Spotify are enough evidence that people are resonating with what you're doing. The people coming to your shows, your showcases, and the support slot you scored with uh, Diana's Murder. It's just everything seems to be coming up Millhouse for Wither. Did you expect or imagine that something like this would happen with this band? I mean, for example, David, yourself, you've got two entities now, two bands that you're in. Both are doing relatively as well as each other. Like, do you bring it down to the star power of yourself or is it just that you've teamed yourself up with some amazing people who are just like-minded and want the same goals, the same outcome? I think that everything's just been getting so much better for both of my bands since I met Jeremy. <laughs> um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on there. Um, Happy to help. I think... I'm very fortunate uh, to be able to write and perform music with the people that I write and perform music with. Um, both, you know, both Bellhaven and Wither are, uh, are, are, yeah, they're both doing, I, I guess, like really quite well and they're both really enjoyable to be a part of. But it's, def- it's definitely attributed to the collective, you know, of each band, not, not uh, the David Dallahaz show, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but also, but, but, you know, that's like 10% of it and the other 90% is just Jeremy. Mostly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you make a great duo. You're like the new Brangelina, except they didn't last. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brangelina, Je- Je- David Jez Lahoz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, kids. All right, so fans obviously, you know, want to see a band succeed and do well. And obviously one thing that, you know, arguably helps a band do that is signing. So is signing to a label something you guys have in mind? Is there any kind of direction you are hoping to, to head for? Or is it just right now playing songs and playing shows and hoping for the best, that kind of thing, seeing what comes along? Um, well, I think we've, we've been happy to be independent for, like, this first part, but it would be cool to get signed to something. I'd, it's In I, particular, I don't know where yeah. we're looking, but well, I'm sure there's a few places we wouldn't mind getting signed to, but whether that happens or not, it's not... We can just keep pushing it by ourselves. It seems to be going all right so far. Yep. No complaints yet? Yeah, I think it's definitely not like aimless sort of like hoping for the best sort of thing, but more rather like we are very content in what we're doing at the moment and like every like jeremy was saying everything right now is awesome we're having a fantastic time we're writing music we want to be writing and playing shows 
we'd really like to be playing been given some fantastic opportunities that we're really appreciative of all, all within the first year of being a band yeah so we're fully aware of um our fortune and and how great things are going and just enjoying that and like if there are fantastic people that we have the potential to work with in the future with a release like awesome um but it's not like it's not the be all and end all we're, we're going to keep releasing music regardless yeah writing and releasing it. music regardless you know and I guess, you know, being an independent artist, having more control over your, your craft, your art, and not having someone butt in and be like, oh, maybe you should head down this way and chuck some electronics in there and some dubstep fat remixes or hey, whatever. Hey, hey, whoa. Not, not How does he know so much? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the future of weather is happening. You're doing some writing right now, playing a couple of shows here and there. Is there anything in particular that we should be looking out for in future, uh, whether it be a new single on the way or a show upcoming that might get people's taste buds <laughs> nothing that, nothing that i can disclose unfortunately every time i'm asked that question i, I want to give some you know crazy spectacular answer but i never really have one it's either like yes this which is just like ultimately more exciting in my head than it sounds coming out of my <laughs> mouth or no nothing really the same old just like touring and writing <laughs> so nothing that i can disclose right now but the, yeah the the all the cogs are turning that's for sure whether it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for taking the time out for the chat i was going to say we could pick a song that you guys think best re- represents the band but at this point in time do you want everyone to get around use me is this the future that you want people to check out oh yeah yeah definitely spin use me yeah that yes do that do that now do that now do it right now stop listening and put it on do it use me this is use me by wither boys it's been a pleasure thank you thank Thank you you very much
Tegan from Being Jane Lane, and you were listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. Sound up against the wall at Big Sound 2019. My favourite Gold Coast punks are here. Tegan from Being Jane Lane, welcome. Hello. You're welcome anytime in this podcast. Mate, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Probably start charging your rent nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Big Sound is a fantastic opportunity for bands to come, showcase their talent, check out some people, network, that kind of thing. What have you picked up from the experience of being at your first Big Sound? I've picked up massive hangovers. Yes. That's the main deal. <laughs> it seems to be an ongoing trend right yeah, now. Yeah, I like what you're doing. You're doing much better than me. I'm I think trying. It. I yeah. absolutely am trying. <laughs> hey, but it was a fantastic week. Two fantastic showcases. Stacked loads of people came to check out the new tunes, yeah. uh, the new album on the way. Um, how does it feel? Like you're about to release your debut album. Good. Yeah, it feels really good. It feels like I'm um, like oh, we've been uh, like sitting around for a little bit because we finished the album and blah blah. I haven't really doing anything. So this like kicking off big sound has really started to roll the ball again for us so it's nice and it feels good feels like we're working again <laughs> excellent but well, that's what you need because you, you've been relentless 
seen your motivation with the band, with everything yeah. we've seen, the tours you've been getting, the festivals you've appeared on. Like, it's just been insane the amount of supports that you've got over this past year, which is just mind blowing for such a short. I, I don't want to call you a young band because you've been around for a few yeah, years. Yeah, you can call us young if you want. You've played fun. a few yeah. innings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not our first rodeo. So, what, what was a beneficial thing for you this week that you picked up from coming to Big Sound? Um, I think just being able to talk, like, have a good chat with other bands from other states that you know and love and really just like sharing community times yeah, that's yeah. the main thing that I've taken away from this I don't I don't know about the main purpose of like coming to Big Sound but it's good just the community just to get together and get drunk and talk yep. to each other about all the things because that's the thing being a band from the Gold Coast the music scene on the Gold Coast isn't as big as what it used to be so I guess you know making those contacts with the used to be like bands. in the 90s exactly <laughs> yeah so back in the day like Miami Shark Bar for example yeah, that's, that's closed down sad, yeah. there's, there's a few venues that sort of aren't exactly doing what they used to music yeah. Wise. So you're finding yourself having to leave the Gold Coast, yes. play in Brisbane, play interstate shows. Yeah. So that's where it's beneficial to meet new bands yeah, and, absolutely. and get those contacts. Have opportunities to go to different bars in different states and so on and so forth. Because I feel like a lot of the time you meet band members either like work at a bar or they like uh, have have their finger in some other pie that yeah, has yeah. to do with the music industry, which is good. And like, yeah, we've definitely scored a lot of gigs from just talking to people that we've played with and, you know, making mates and things like that. So that's yeah. what I feel like the main dealio is ultimately and that's fun because you're just drinking beers and having conversations <laughs> and that's the best a lot of people wonder like what big sounds all about it is essentially yeah. have a chat with someone have yeah. a beer go see a band yeah. have a beer yeah it's basically what you do every other weekend but for like <laughs> five days <laughs> and you get a nice lanyard to go with yeah, it too. You get, yeah you feel important about yourself makes you feel special <laughs> yeah. all right so the new album comes out october how have these songs been been formed is this something that you've been working on for a few years for or is this more recently yeah i think that um we put out our EP and um, just sort of like as a let's see how we go with this it was a live recording and this one we actually spent time doing it properly or yeah. uh, properly <laughs> um, but yeah doing just taking our time making sure that every everything is how we wanted it to be and choosing the songs that we wanted to choose for the album so and it's I feel like it's yeah it's better quality <laughs> yep yeah just because um a we're better at what we're doing now so you have a better idea and understanding yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely we've done the recording process again. and every time it's a new learning curve you know what I mean you yeah. learn something new and you do it better the next time so I'm like this is better than the last one and then we'll get better on and so on and so forth yeah. exactly so like, we're yeah. still forming ourselves and our, our proper sound and whatever so yeah I think this one sounds different to the EP in a lot of ways there's some chill stuff and there's some um, heavy stuff and then there's like fun punk stuff so it's a yeah it's a little bit eclectic it's a mixed bag it is a mixed bag and it's, this obviously because as we know being Jane Lane 4 you've come up in the punk scene you yeah. are a punk rock band is this a way to sort of showcase the as you said the eclectic talent that you have in the band I think yeah yeah, in a way, it was not a conscious decision, but I think it went that way because we were we all contributed to it. Um, not that we don't, but you know, like it, it just gave us all an opportunity to really. Well, there's twelve songs, you yeah, know. What I mean? yeah, there's yeah, more yeah. opportunity to showcase everybody's sort of um, style in that rather than just you know six songs of whatever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, it's good, and we all have different influences. So it's like uh, like Phoebe likes a lot of metal stuff, like you know, Parkway Drive, Parkway Drive, like and the Veronica's band, so. amazing. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I mean. Parkway Drive and the Veronica's. So there's like a it's completely, <laughs> there's a huge gap between that, but not huge because I'm like good things festival. Too, exactly. So there's no yeah, there gap there. Go. Veronica's yeah. and Parkway Drive are the same thing. They go hand in hand <laughs> like peas and carrots. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, that's a good roast. That's a good roast there. But yeah, um, just basically giving us more opportunity to put out what we 
what we like to do, make a riff and then we have opportunities for um, everyone just to add their little bits and pieces to it. Yeah. So yeah, more songs equals, it, it apparently equals, um, I want to say eclecticism, but I don't know <laughs> if that's a word. <laughs> It is now. <laughs> We're making it, yeah. So there's going to be something for everyone on this album, essentially. Yeah, hopefully. There's something, there's something for every one of us in the band, so I'm like, that's, that's as good as we got. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, so fans new and old of being Jane Lane, uh, what's one thing you want them to take away when they listen to this album for the first time when it comes out? Um, take away a good feeling. Yeah. Take away a smile. I don't know. Just take something good away from it. Like it, you know, that's try to I, enjoy it. Yeah, open your mind it, a bit more. Enjoy it. Like even if you don't like it, you don't like it. I'm like yeah. honestly, we're just putting it out there. So I'm like, if you like it, good. And I hope that it invigorates your life in some form or fashion. That'd be nice. If not, and it's just something you like to listen to while you're drinking, sick. Great. Yeah. And then go see a show. Yeah. And then come, well, I think come and see a show. And if you don't like it, come and see a show. And yeah. then you might enjoy it more exactly. later. Because there's bands out there who you know might sound okay on an album but their stage yeah. presence is yeah, incredible yeah I did totally this is the thing that I, I was saying this the other day too is like when you have a band that plays like the album is good and the live show is good like that to me is a fucking sick yeah band. exactly but it was like you could find too like you hear a band and then you hear the recorded version of that song that you loved when you heard it and then you're like oh yeah, like who recorded that? Just hasn't got, hasn't got that same feel. Yeah, yeah, it just definitely. Yeah, live shows are everything. Everything I think. Well, there's plenty coming up for being Jane Lane. Yes. Now, for those who haven't had the opportunity to listen to the band or they're discovering you for the first time, what's a song that we can get on right now that you think is a great representation of being Jane Lane and the success that you've had getting to this point? I think Be Okay is probably like yeah. the culmination of all the time that we've spent together writing music. So that's that's a really good one. That I, that's the one that I would say. And yep. like the, I think it was the last single that we wrote out. But yeah, I feel like that's a good representation of us as a band. It's a fun song, and we all like to we like to play it. So and it sounds great live. It's one of those well, songs. Yeah, that everybody gets to have a go on that one. Too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh. All right, we're gonna get that on now. All the best with what's coming forward from Big Sound. Thank you so much, Paulie. I just called you Paulie. That's I so know, bad. Right? Paul Brownie Brown. Yeah. What an asshole. That's me. I'm like, I haven't known you since we were in high school or anything. <laughs> Never mind it. <laughs> Being Jane Lane are great. Get behind them. Uh, Tegan, thanks for the chat. Thank you.
this is Mikey and Matt from the gloom in the corner and you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. <laughs>
Wall of Sound <laughs> up against the wall at Big Sound 2019. I'm fucking stoked to have these guys here. Welcome the gloom in the corner to Big Sound. How are you experiencing it so far besides the heat? Because every motherfucker has said that so far. Um, well, we've had some technical difficulties last night, but aside from that, it's been a lot of fun. What happened last night? Because I've heard a mix of things that you guys got on stage late and there was an issue. What what actually happened there? Oh, look, I'm not sure if we got on stage late. I wasn't really keeping time about that kind of thing. But we've recently set up our in-ear monitor system and yep. legitimately about two days ago, everything was running perfectly fine. Go on stage last night. Paul's clicks just like conked out to one side of his ear. Nick wasn't getting his feed from his output. Um, and it was just a whole fuck around that we really didn't need like 10 minutes before the set and so therefore like, it cut into our set time and we had to cut our set short by like two songs which is really disappointing because we want to be able to put on the best set that we possibly can. It's a bit unfortunate that that happened so there's two different things that come from that. Number one is you come to Big Sound and you learn how to never make that mistake again. Number two is you guys did a fantastic enough performance to capture the attention of the audience who were there. Um, my notes I've got, the very first thing I said I need to make um, note of was the synchronised headbanging. This is some beautiful fucking shit, guys. Whose idea was it to come up with this on stage at the exact fucking same time? Like, literally, you can't even see this shit on those like, talent shows. Like, Australia's Got Talent, like, dancing and things like that. You guys were so in sync. It's insane. Who came up with that and how long did it take it to perfect? Um, I think it's, it's something that we've all kind of like thought on. I think when I joined the band, the first thing I wanted to do was like kind of make that live show to the next step. We kind of brought in Steve Canatelli, who's a band coach, worked with bands like Void of Vision, right, yep. Thornhill, um, Beautiful Monument, like a whole bunch of like great Australian acts. We kind of brought him in, did some sessions with him, and he kind of like elevated and refined that level for us. So we're kind of like working on like which accents in the beats of different parts of the song yep. we can all be hitting. So whenever we move, it's all like in synchronization. Yep and everything looks together as a performance. I had no idea that was a thing, like that there's actually a coach out there because there's a lot of bands who would, you know, start out in bands, go and see bands and like pick up certain things from what they've seen and all that. But there's someone out there who bands should get in touch with to perfect themselves on stage so they don't just look like starfish, just exactly. essentially playing a guitar, spinning around the circle, like really yeah. slowly. Well, the yeah. way he kind of like likens is you got professional like sports players. Yeah. All their coaches have analysts and prof like coaches and stuff why would music be any different? Absolutely, yeah. That, that's something bands should be thinking about on top of writing music, making great bangers and fantastic merch ideas. We at Wall of Sound put up the idea, which I haven't seen you put on a shirt yet. I'm really disappointed. The Gloom in the Corner has a great name that could be the title of a Goosebumps book. Like, why haven't you reached out to um, old mate who wrote the books? What's his name? R.L. Stein. Stein. And, like, asked him if you can do something like this. Why haven't you done that yet? I love Goosebumps, but, like, we do try to uphold like a certain image and like as much as I would love to do shirts and stuff like that you know like it just doesn't like it didn't fit with our current line of clothing that was coming out at the time yeah. that being said it would be sick to do something like that in the future yeah. whether it be the Goosebumps shirt or like a Deathcore themed shirt or something other themed shirt so I feel like we're kind of like the perfect band to be able to capitalise on that kind of thing and just insert yeah. ourselves wherever the fuck we want but yeah that's why pretty much I feel like it also we just dropped merch yeah. and then had yeah. that came out but you know Halloween's coming up there you go. You know, there's opportunities to do stuff like that. Christmas is coming up. We can do much for that. You're absolutely welcome. I don't Could. want any part of it. You sell it and you guys go big after that, please. Um, so coming to uh, an event like Big Sound is a great opportunity. We've seen so many bands come through in the past. Polaris, a beautiful monument. Uh, Drown This City. Like Plenty have come through here and gone on to bigger and better things. What are you guys hoping to achieve and, and walk away from this event with in your head and then make the band bigger than what it is? I guess just try and make like all the connections we can, like hang out with our mates and just, you know, I don't know, 
Um, we kind of just want to like build a team, I guess, and connecting with you know uh, publicists, managers, and just people, and just you know who get us overseas and get us that I don't know where we need to be, I guess. Working fucking in-ear monitors. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a there's a panel for that at some point. So yeah, like probably, yeah, yes. or there's just a tech guy who's outside. You can just ask him a question, and get him on board. Audio fly. You hooked up, make them suffer. If you want to swing up, swing our way, and hook us up, we're okay with it. What was the name one more time? Audio fly. Audio fly. The Australian company. We know you're out there. Please do it. Best monitors in the game. Help the boys out. All right. So the past year has just seen the gloom in the corner explode. The, the concept album, Flesh and Bone, was fucking fantastic. Well done on that. Obviously, fans are wanting to know when the next bit of music is coming because in this day and age, we're seeing heavy music fans get an album, get an EP come out, and they're like, okay, well, what's next? What, what, you guys have toured this enough. Like, when's the next bit of music coming? Have you guys thought about that? Next? We have no idea. You don't? I'm sure, I, I'm looking at you right We've now. You're around smile things. On your face. We've I thrown around things, been like, hmm, what do we want to do? And we, we don't know yet. Pretty much, yeah. we have songs. Nothing's really. We have we have anything. like we have a compilation of songs written and ready to go. Yeah, but we still got to work on them and refine them and all that stuff. Yeah. So hopefully sooner rather than later, because it took a long time for Flesh and Bones yeah. to come out. It was a long fucking time for that record to come out. But yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later. We're not going to say like a month or a date and then yeah. and then not live yeah. up to the expectations. Yeah, yeah and people go, "Where's my fucking single?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. but, yeah. I think we're ballparking for somewhere next year. Yep. Well, that's that's great. That's 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 something achievable and gives people something to look out for next year. Yeah. So, what's the intentions with uh, the gloom in the corner right now? Obviously, you've scored some pretty great support slots. You've done a couple of local shows. Like, when are we going to see you doing headline shows, heading up places like Brisbane, um, heading over to the east coast, uh, the west coast again, maybe even international or even Tasmania, which is still international. So, yeah, you know, in- which is still international. Yeah, so, I think I think we're really at a place where uh, Slipknot could probably main support us. <laughs> I think. Well, look, they're supporting Metallica, and who yeah, fucking I saw think, that coming? Like, I mean, to be honest, you've got like nine members. I don't think you really need that to do that. So That's what know. samples are for, bro. Yeah, I don't know why they don't just sample a lot of it, you know. It's 2019. You don't need nine members anymore. Like, mate, they have a sampler in the band. They can just chuck it up on Ableton. Like, you don't need a sampler for that. It's nah. easy. They're, you're passing on knowledge to Corey Taylor. I hope he hears this right now and gets back to you guys with his thoughts. All right, so the future is strong for the gloom in the corner. You've done some great things so far, but, like, as I've asked a lot of bands who come to an event like Big Sound, obviously you're here to showcase your talent, prove your worth, and, and like, forecast for the future. What do you hope to see for yourself over the next year? You know, having Slipknot support you guys would be amazing, but, like, let's bring it down a notch. Where, what, what's more achievable? And, like, we'll revisit this in, like, a year or so and see how you guys came to achieving those goals. I think we want to jump in a lot of support slots for international artists coming here. Yep. That would be a main goal for us. And also just, just get overseas. I mean, we, we want those talks to, to really come to fruition, I think. And, um, you know, some, some maybe label support overseas. Yep. That would be... Ice Nine Kills, hit me up, bro. Yes, please. Bands like that. And also just overall, like, we really want to go to Europe. Europe is something yeah, that Europe we really think... We've got a lot of people asking us to come to Europe, and that's just something we really, you know, want to connect with. And look, we've seen the likes of Void of Vision, Thornhill, Polaris going over there. And, like, coming to Big Sound is an opportunity where you can meet people like that and sort of get to that point where, you know, you're going to get over there. Do you hit those boys up and ask them for advice? You know, is the community still strong that bands help upcoming bands like yourself? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's definitely... We don't do it too much because we're arrogant. But, uh, nah, so not true. Yeah, I no, do it all no, the time. Not true. <laughs> Sweethearts, you're really, like, upholding this level of... You're brutal on stage, but behind the scenes, you're the nicest guys I've ever met this week, so hold that with you. Get a few more fucking drinks in me. Let's see. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> so- 
to be honest, the, the metal community is pretty welcoming. Like, everybody is very welcoming and very ready to help each other out. So, you know, when there's people who've had opportunities that maybe we haven't had, I always, you know, just have a chat and have a dialogue with them to see what yeah, I can what, learn. Yeah what, that, yeah, what Matt can learn or, like, just, like, different varying opinions on things and what we yeah. should and shouldn't do. Um, I think the metal community is really good like that, especially down in Melbourne. Because yeah, being an independent band as well, you, you're still trying to forge your way through the music scene and, and sort of find out where you want to find your place. And you don't exactly want to jump on like the, the first offer that comes to you. You want to think long, long term, what's going to be beneficial for the band moving forward? How can these people help you get there? And there's nothing worse than like, sort of being stuck with someone who promises the world but gives you an atlas, to quote Skyway for a second there. So this is obviously something you're all taking on board. And can we see you guys signed in, in the next year or so? Is that a dream, a hope that you want? Um, I'd hope so. I think we, we talked about it with this EP before we dropped it. Um, I think we all kind of just collectively decided to do this one independent and see how that goes. Yeah. I think when it comes to like next release of music, whether it be whatever we decide to do, we'll start looking at some label representation then. Yeah. Um, mainly probably looking at overseas just because we have a sound that I think suits that. Those areas yeah. a bit more like sitting with those bands from the UK, like Lotus Eater, Loathe, and a lot of like other American bands. Oh, Sun Kills. Kills, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like when they do these Good Things Festival, if there's a sideshow, perfect opportunity to get you boys on that. Exactly. We, we have talked about t- going to labels and stuff like that, um, and I think with Flesh and Bones, like we weren't really ready to do it yet. Yeah. Um, and as Martin said, we wanted to kind of like tread the waters at least locally and see how that release goes. It definitely like would be something that we're looking into in the future. So for those who have heard of The Gloom in the Corner, but they haven't had the opportunity to listen to your music thoroughly, or one song in particular, I know this is a hard question to say, but like, what do you think is a song that people should listen to that will open up the floodgates to The Gloom in the Corner moving forward? Straight up, bleed you out. I'm gonna be. Like, I'm gonna nah, be honest. Like nah, that's I the. So. Yeah, I know. Like everybody says, misanthropic. I'm gonna say, bleed you out because it's short, fast, and heavy. And if you just want a quick takeaway from it, then you can go with that. If you really do want to delve deeper, then check out something like Peace or Dima. That being said, still misanthropic. I guess check out everything. Really, that makes the most sense to me. It's a good welcoming track, but like just from looking at analytics and all that stuff, like bleed for me at least. Uh, the music video, not the guitar playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, please do that yeah. one. Well, the good yeah. thing is we just played Misanthropic before. We're going to play Bleed You Out right now. The gloom in the corner. There's not gloomy days ahead, so we can't wait to see what you guys do next. All the best of Big Sound and fucking get those shirts out and please send me one. Ice Nine Kills, hit the boys up. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Fuck off, but I die for all of the suck
Hey, this is Cutter. And Dragon. And we're from Loser, and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. Sound up against the wall at Big Sound 2019. Now, you come across bands who people tell you about and you add them to your list of bands that you need to check out. Unfortunately for me, I've had these guys on my radar for quite a bit of time now, but I'm glad I came to Big Sound to catch up with these bunch of losers from Loser. Guys, welcome to the show and uh, welcome to Big Sound in Brisbane. Thank you, brother. Uh, obviously, you know, for those who are unaware, you're, you're no strangers to the music industry. You've obviously got a whole bunch of, uh, a big career in the music industry, playing in previous bands. Coming to something like Big Sound, are you a bit more assertive with what your intentions are and who you need to speak to because of that fact that you've got that history? I, I think it's actually more the other way. It's more like just about just being who we want to be and just putting it out there. I think a trap for some bands is that they feel like they've got to prove something or be not who they are and you've got to meet this person, you've got to do that. Yeah. But really everyone's coming here to just see something honest and that is actually what people will connect with more. So we're just trying to be ourselves and just have some fun. Well, you seem to be resonating as well with a whole bunch of people who are coming to check you out. Now, for those who haven't had the opportunity to listen to your music, firstly, give yourself an uppercut. Second of all, I would kind of put you in that category that's kind of like June Rats, Dear Seattle, Violent Soho. Is that kind of where you see yourself positioned genre style like? I guess, yeah, in the ballpark of those sort of bands, definitely, for sure. We've all got differences, you know. Everyone always ends up being friends, but we've still got differences in our genre of music. But everyone's tackling that 
that 90s alternative rock. You That's know? it, yeah. That's the big thing. Well, look, everyone's always talking about the new metal revival, which seems to be popping up. You've got a band like Drake who are just fucking mind-blowingly so strange and then you look at you guys who are bringing back that 90s style which is just you know it, we need more of it and is that because you want to try and tap into that nostalgia or is this just what you guys do this is this is loser essentially yes yeah, it's what we do that's loser essentially really well where did you come from in the past let's talk about previous bands and, and how you got to this point here what's your history in the music scene started in a band about 2010 with Qatar and my brother the band called apart from this and we toured for years, we were on Poison City Records, and that's how we all sort of became friends and yep. started playing that style of music. And then we met the, the Bennies, toured with them, with the part from yep. this, and Smith Street Band, all that. And then we all just came together after years, and I wanted to play that style of music again, and that's how it all came about, really. And that's how a whole bunch of losers got together. I, I don't want to call you guys losers, because you guys are winners in my eyes. Like, from what I've heard... <laughs> Uh, with the new single as well that's out, Out of Luck, it's just bringing back that kind of pop-punk, Aussie-punk kind of style. And, like, I'm a sucker for pop-punk. Everyone knows I'm a massive Blink-182 fan. So, like, the fact that you guys are, are tapping into this, it's just, it's it's great. I've got nothing else to say besides it's just great. So, from what you've seen so far with people rocking up to the shows and all that, obviously people are resonating with the music that you're releasing. What's the kind of age demographic you're seeing people coming and checking out these shows? I think um, so far it's been probably people that are into songs that are on the radio right now, like that would also, you know, probably go to a Soho show or a Skeg yeah. show or something. And then there's also sort of another realm of people that are that it would would have dig bands like Jebediah and UMI and yeah. things like that that are hearing something that we're doing in that. And that's obviously some music that we grew up listening to as well. Yep. As well as listening to things that are happening now. So it seems to be a bit of a good mix of it's cross-generational if you will like you're going to have dads coming to the shows bringing their sons to the show that kind of thing and like making it a whole family experience we, we thought we judged the crowd at the crowbar black show the other night by playing uh, about six songs in we played ACDC jailbreak yep. and you could tell everybody they just wanted to hear the next loser song so. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still trying to find out like what the core demographic might be that kind of thing or oh that was more like we're at crowbar at 12.30 we should play ACDC yeah okay like honouring the great Aussies yeah. Yeah. just to say Thanks for having us. Uh, let's talk about the new single, Out of Luck. Um, unlucky stories within the band. Who in the band would be the most unluckiest person who's come across a whole bunch <laughs> of strife over the years? Will, a.k.a. Dragon. Okay, Dragon, give us a story. What's happened with you that's made you or the boys go, fuck, why is this guy in the band with us? So I've been waiting about six months for this uh, guitar to get built, which is, um, it was based off an old uh, 70s Gibson Explorer, because I love Lynn Skinner, so I uh, sort of based it off that. I waited six months and I was telling all the dudes, you know, like showing them photos and keeping them updated and I was extremely excited. Um, six months down the track, the day that I was supposed to get it, it was about 10 in the morning. He calls me up and I was like, hey man, you're about five minutes away, 10 minutes away. He's like, oh, now I got some, some news for you. Oh, sweet. So you're going to be like a little late. He's like, nah, man. It's like, uh, actually your guitar folded when I was stringing it. I'm like folded. And I was just, yeah, like, took a second. I'm like, you're joking, right? You're around the corner. And he's like, no, sorry. He's like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, this is, he's like, I can't do anything about it. And I didn't believe him. And then he sent me photos and sure enough. 
and you oh oh sure enough, okay all right like a stringing accident it, it, to me that looks like a bit of mishandling gone yeah. wrong yeah I feel like it stepped on it or uh, I know it was a bit of a drinker he could have um like walked through <laughs> walked through a door with it or something yeah or... just a little bit of negligent behaviour and unfortunately you're on the opposite end of that is there any yeah. compensation or is it just you have to kind of take it in your stride uh, he he paid me back and that day I went out and bought two guitars yeah okay cool all right so it's a blessing in disguise what happened um. One was okay. <laughs> um, that was like the $250 one. And then the other one, um, it's a nice guitar, but that, that'll come out sometime soon. She's just, uh, you know, just chilling out in the back. And All right, so advice for bands who are listening to this, who are coming up, who might have come across a situation like this. What advice would you give them to make sure they don't fuck up and, and go down the same path as you? Or maybe ask one of the other guys, because obviously you probably haven't learnt your lesson yet. <laughs> Uh, I guess maybe don't get someone to build you a guitar if it's only yeah you meet a cherry at 3am in the morning and they've only ever built one guitar before (laughs) alright yeah alright yeah it pays to do a bit of research have a chat to a few people get knowledgeable and then jump into it don't be like me where I'm an impulse buyer I see something I like I need to get it that day right then and there blink 182 tattoos and all I also have fuck tattooed on me but that's a story for another day alright so loser this is a golden opportunity for us to talk about the future of the band Um, obviously the new single's out right now Anything in the works, music-wise, EP, album on the way, that kind of thing. What have you got cooking? We got an album cooking that we're very excited about, but we're already working on the second album also. So, yeah, we can't stop. So, are you one of these bands who you feel the want and need of of the music scene? How people are like, you know, they have an album, they sit on it for like a week or two, then they're all ready for new music. Do you feel that way, or is it just the the ball's rolling now? We just want to write more music, and just keep. Yeah, there's no lack of new music for us. We've got too much which is awesome yeah definitely feel like there's a like a an energy flow and just because there might be a um predetermined period where you're supposed to release or not release we don't feel the need to sort of stunt the creativity to fit into that it's like we'll just keep writing tunes because that's where the energy's going and then figure out how to get it out at a later point now correct me if I'm wrong you're unsigned right uh, no, no, we are we are signed, signed yep. to um, Domestic Lala. Perfect. Tidzy's doing a great job. Obviously, DS Seattle. It makes sense why you guys are teamed up there. Perfect. That's right. And um, yeah, so we're really stoked to be a part of that. Tids is building a really good family of bands yeah. there, and it and it feels really good to be part of the team. And look, I asked the DS Seattle guys about him as well. Like, does he have that situation where he comes in and, and tells you? what kind of direction you should head or does he have enough faith in you to go you guys are doing the right thing I trust your judgement he has a really good mix of support and ideas definitely no dictatorship or this has to be a certain way but he, he also is like a fully functioning volcano of creativity constantly and so he just like showers you with ideas and vibes and it's like a guidance thing, but also if we, he fully backs what we want to do, and yeah, he that's what he he wanted to get us on board for. So he's not up for changing it, but he wants to you know make sure we're feeling the vibe. And so it could be a situation where he tells you to do something, and you're like, "No, nah, get fucked, man. You don't know," and he won't fire you. Absolutely, but there is. I don't think there'd ever be a time where he could say yeah. something. And we would say that to he's him. One of the nicest blokes in the scene. Oh, there, yeah. there's, there's not a bad word you can say about the guy. But you could honestly, you could say, you know, no, thank you, James, yeah. and he would be like, "That's okay. That's exactly what you need to have." Yeah. All right. So uh, the thing is, we need to get on this new single for people to check out. Uh, give us a rundown. How did this single come about? What was the story behind it? Um, obviously, we've heard from Dragon, so that's you know one way of being out of luck. 
Um, it was, I uh, wrote the song about maybe a year and a half ago. It was sort of like when a batch of like 20 odd songs, which we didn't know which album uh, it was going to go on. I sort of just had a batch of songs written. And yeah, it literally just came out in about three or four hours. Like I just sit at home and demo the stuff myself and send the tunes to the rest of the band and that. And yeah, the song's literally just about like growing up and like feeling like growing pains and also just being out of luck. You know, the more you grow up, you realize that nothing comes easy really. Yeah, adulthood is shit. Yeah, it's basically that, to be honest. So yeah. there you go, this is your growing up anthem. This is your damn it. Yeah. This, is, this, is a, this is a damn it. Yeah, perfect. For All sure. Right. Well, let's get that on, guys. We can't wait to see what the future holds for you. Loser is the band. Go check them out. They are far from their title. Thank you for the chat, guys. Cheers, man. Legend. And you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall.
2019. Um, I fell in love with this band at Dead of Winter, so when I saw they were on the lineup for Big Sound Festival, I absolutely lost my shit outright. Welcome to the podcast and congratulations on a big, big sound week. Thank you. Thank it's you been very so much, much. fun. You're, you're no strangers to the heavy music scene. You've been playing festivals in Australia a lot this year. So uh, Unify was first, Download Festival, Dead of Winter, now this. You're seasoned professionals by now. For those who haven't had the opportunity to play a festival like this, what advice would you pass on to a band who's just about to do it for the first time? Oh, wow. Make sure you go into it with no expectations so you can put everything into your performance and use it as opportunities to connect and just show who you are. Remember to have fun. Just enjoy it for what it is. Try and see as much as you can. Just soak it all in. And then everything is going to feel like it's a joy and a benefit. Yeah, absolutely. If you just have fun with it, you're just going to enjoy yourself more on the stage. It's just a really good, fun opportunity to kind of be involved in. And pre-organise all of your scheduling because there are so many incredible artists and it's not just about your own set. It's an amazing opportunity to catch everyone else. So get organised. So the importance as well of not only playing these festivals for your fans, but it's also making those connections with other bands as well. Absolutely. There's bands obviously who you would look up, who you play with at these, you know, music festivals you've played so far. And just, do you have those fanboy, fangirl moments where you're like, oh my God, I'm standing right there in front of you and like, how do I turn that off and act professional around them. Sitting, having lunch at Download Festival, war on women, come and sit at our table and become our best friends and then slay a walk past. (laughs) What the hell is our life? (laughs) I remember standing there absolutely gobsmacked that I was standing a metre away from Anthrax and just going, oh my God, this is Scott Ian. <laughs> yeah. It's Joey Belladonna. And then I watched them side of stage just going, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God, this is so exciting. And Tom Array is standing behind me getting lunch with his girlfriend. I'm like, what is this? This is just surreal. The singer of Judas Priest is walking with a cane and Brett almost knocks him over. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, the Rise Against dude sitting at our table. Remember, that was um, gorgeous. Tim started marking That's right. some of... 
a guitarist Link is a teacher, and so Tim from Rise Against was just like, all right, I'll help you, and they were just marking that kids' homework backstage. <laughs> They're the stories I want to hear, because yeah. you have the ones where you talk about, you know, going on tour, asking for advice, but that you never hear that kind of stuff happening, so... Because we don't expect it either. Exactly. But those connections, I mean, we've always been about building community, so yeah. those connections are a huge part of why we do things, and, 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 and it is helpful to create opportunities for the future, and even just sounding off ideas and giving advice and getting advice. But that's where the fun happens too. That's when the magic happens. And we'll, we'll always be inspired by the people that have come before. So to be able to get to know them on a human level is yeah, yeah, so yeah. precious. Yeah. Well, talking about those communities that you're building, the, the thing that I love about Outright is you're almost the perfect band. You have a fantastic <laughs> sound, a great purpose, a message, and just everything that you stand for and believe in is just fucking admirable. And a lot of bands can take a lot of inspiration from what you've, what you've achieved and what you set out to do. Was this organic at the start or did you progress to get to this point where you're like, okay, this is what we should do with the band, this is how we should take it? That's been us from the very beginning because that's just who we are as people, yeah. really. So, yeah, that's and it's never been about a um, expected outcome. It's just yeah. about the journey and sharing it with each other and yeah. just trying to use every opportunity in what we do to create positive change and, yeah. and to lift each other up. And we're seeing a fantastic change in this in Australian heavy music. In past big sounds that I've been to, I discovered High Tension, who were my mm, favourite band of the festival. The best. Discovered Pagan, now I've discovered you. And it's kind of like you have this kind of click. I don't want to say it's the same thing as, as each other because you've got a female fronted band, but it's like you all have the same purpose and message and drive. And it's just, who would want to question you, Yelena, when you're on stage screaming this message out to people? I know that the, the hardcore scene has this old mentality and all that, and we're trying to eradicate all of the old bullshit that happens. But like, I would love to see someone try and go up against you and, and disagree with something you're saying because it's just so powerful and a beautiful thing that you're doing. Well, it happened here in Brisbane just what? last year where we played we played Halloween Hysteria. I introduced a song called Defeat Repeat, which is an anti-fascist song. Yep. And just did a little introduction about how we have to remain vigilant against Nazis. Like we had a whole world war, but we still have Senator Fraser Anning quoting Nazi slogans in Parliament, right? Yes. So I'm introducing the song and a dude, yep, skinhead of the front started throwing up the sick hail and saluting right in front of me. So we had to call it immediately. We had to call it out and um, remove him from the venue. Really caught us off guard. Like it This just... is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for proving my point, dickhead. <laughs> it's, in, it's insane to think that still in 2019 this kind of stuff is happening. But when you're more vocal about this, uh, especially bands, fans, labels, PR, whoever it is, you, you're doing your part to stamp this out. And we do know that this behaviour isn't acceptable. And I feel like we need more people like Outright, like Pagan, like High Tension, those bands I mentioned before, to be more vocal about it. And I feel like there is change happening. It might not be happening completely overnight, yeah. but in comparison to where it was five, six years ago, we're on a much better playing field. I think we've had incredible leaders to provide insight and to bring communities together to demystify some of the challenges that get in our way and actually make those issues relevant to everyone. Yeah, that's right. And so everyone gets a chance to own it. And I don't know that it's necessarily the bands that are... That um, have that power. I actually think everybody has that power. That's right. We just have a platform yeah. and let's all find our own platforms to do that and let's all support each other in doing that so that fear to speak out isn't there. We are the majority so why does this even exist? That's exactly what happens. There's a lot of people out there who I guess are scared to have their voices heard because they're worried of the backlash or they're worried yeah. that you Which know. Which is fair. Yeah, the backlash absolutely. is brutal. Yeah, exactly. But for, for, as I've always said with my career and with everything I've spoken about, like if you are positive 
positively passionate about something, you'll have three people who hate you and there'll be one person who appreciates you for standing up for what you believe in, that kind of thing. And I'm kind of seeing over time, it's, it's gone from being you know, three people against you to like two people for, two people against. And it's only a matter of time before it's, okay, everyone backing what you're saying, that kind of thing. Do you ever worry or like fear that what you're saying and what you're doing on stage might come back and hurt the band? Obviously, it's not because what you're doing is, is absolutely fantastic and there needs to be more of it. But is there ever a moment where you sit and go, this could hurt our chances of playing overseas or playing for a certain band, that kind of thing? I don't know about causing harm to us because I think our integrity comes first. Would you agree? I, I would sacrifice success for progress. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if it's to the benefit of others as well. This, yeah. is a, this isn't about us. This is about each other. The proof is in when we play shows and, and we get those DMs or messages from people telling us their own personal story and how it helped them in a moment of yeah. in, a need and how it kind of helped them get through what they were going through. Those are the things that help us going. If we can continue to do that and play to 30 people, I would much prefer that That's than play yeah, to yeah. 5,000 and not have that kind of touch with people. Yeah. They're the ones yeah. that it's for, right? Yeah. yeah. And you, I mean, it is a lot of hard work having to deal with the backlash and having to, you know, pay attention to, to that stuff to resolve it and to address it. But for everybody that you, you do connect with, they're the ones that matter. Like people send us messages going, you know, today I wanted to end my life and then I put on the record and I can get through another day. Yeah. Yeah. Today I got, I had the strength to leave an abusive relationship. Um, because you said that thing at that show, I then went up to that person who was being a dick to me at that show and I addressed them because I felt yeah. like I had you behind me, you know? Yeah. So it's like we have a microphone, but we are just one voice. And I think if we have a, resp we have a responsibility with that platform to hold the door open yeah. and to share that microphone around. So we are simply an enabler. <laughs> that, that's the thing about your live shows. I love that you brought that up too, because when I, when I see Outright Play, I've seen you twice now, and both times it's been one of the most heaviest fucking experiences I've ever had. <laughs> the first and only band that I have worn earplugs for, because I have a fucked up right ear. So I'm proud that you have changed me in that regard that I need to be cautious of myself. But and I'm glad you're taking care of your health you. and well-being. We're all getting old and we're all maturing <laughs> and we all need to look Our after ourselves. Are precious. But on top of that, watching your show, I feel safe. Like it's the greatest feeling to go to a show and have something so brutally heavy in front of you, but know that you're in an environment where people are going to look out for you. People are going to pick you up. If someone's harassing you or if you see someone harassing someone, you go help that situation and you won't be criticised for it. I think it's a fucking amazing thing what you are doing and like just keep doing it. That essentially, means the world to us. Thank you. I know you're not going to stop, but like, and you probably don't need me to say it, but fuck, it's amazing what Outright has done and achieved in such a short amount of time. I think what we have through hardcore punk is the space for catharsis yeah. and so even if we don't get that additional benefit of connecting with others then we at least have that half an hour every week and every gig to just let it all out yeah. so we are able to create a safe space for ourselves on the stage alone the fact that that space expands to others um, is a, a real blessing and we're so grateful all right, so we've heard the message, we've heard the purpose of Outright, but we need to now hear the moving forward of the band. So for those who are discovering Outright through this podcast for the first time, if they have an opportunity to go and listen to one of your songs that we're going to get on right now, what's a song you reckon people should start with to get themselves into the band and then become a part of this world that's inclusive and, and looks out for each other and is just a heavy fucking experience for all? Well, we'd probably recommend starting with Defeat Repeat. It's the first track of our latest seven-inch holler. It's an anti-fascist song, as we were talking about. And it does just talk about that compassion coming first, about every opportunity in life you have a choice and you can choose 
to cause harm or you can choose to lend a hand, make it the right choice yeah. and see the world improve around you and for yourself. Beautiful. All right, I've got nothing else to say outright. It's been an absolute pleasure. Let's get that song on right now. All the best. What happens after Big Sound? And uh, no doubt we'll be moshing again soon. Yep, we're going to be touring Japan in October. That's really, really exciting. Yes, right. And then writing our next release, which will be an LP coming next year. Perfect. So if you can get over to Japan, make sure you go see them over there. Get involved with this. Thank you so much for Thank the chat. Thank you. my opinion hands down was the best band at big sound 2019 once again you can check out the full review of their performance and what happened with all of the bands at big sound 2019 just head to wallofsoundau.com head to the review section and go read up on that uh big sound is an incredible experience not only for bands and, and people within the music scene but a whole lot of individuals it was a great opportunity to come across so many people who obviously read wall of sound and check out what we have to offer 
Hammer and also other people from other publications as well too. If you haven't had the opportunity to go and check out Behind the Scene, I got the chance to finally meet Byron. He's an absolute legend, doing great things as well too. So it's really good to find such a very supportive and inclusive scene like this where everyone wants to get along and have some fun, supporting good people, doing good things. That's essentially the motto we have at Wall of Sound. So if you can be part of that, you're a good legend and a good egg in my eyes as well too. Big Sound done and dusted for another year, which is a fantastic thing because I think a lot of us need to detox over the next week just to get back on track to where we were before the event started. But before I get out of here, I wanted to leave you with these guys here. Once again, another band I would have loved to have a catch up with, but just couldn't get around to finding the time to make sure I caught them. The band is called Low, which stands for Look and Behold, and these guys have been playing around in the heavy music scene for a few years now. The best way to explain them is they are hardcore metal with resemblances to Lamb of God and Every Time I Die. So if you like those big riffy songs with a frontman who is just absolutely insane up front, shout out to Sam Dillon who fronts the band, you need to get behind and go and check these guys out. Any opportunity you can get the chance to catch them. Now a song I think which best represents the band and everything they stand for is this one which they released. This is Gods of Ruin by Lowe, wrapping up the Big Sound Special podcast for 2019. My name is Brownie and I'll catch you real soon. (laughs) 